freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode 72 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We've got a great show today. Our theme is fitness and firearms. And I've got to say, Cheryl, for my New Year's resolution, I got half of that right. <laughs> the firearms? The firearms I've got. <laughs> Well, first of all, I want to say, every time you say I'm the other guy, what does that imply about me? Hey, we're all and, guys, uh, you know, it's all, it's all good. Just you, in the general sense, are you going, like you say, hey guys. Are you trying to do the political correct thing or what? Oh, absolutely not. Anytime I start doing that, you, you check me well, on I'm that. I'm checking you out because guys can be the group. Okay. All right. Just and making women sure. women are invited to the guys group, and so therefore they're guys. Just making sure. Maybe I need to step up my game here a little bit, so... Looking mm. more like a gal. So what is this fitness and firearms if it's fitness not about? Fitness and firearms. Well, have you, I'm talking to all of you out there, all of our listeners, have you ever thought of incorporating firearms into your physical fitness routine? I mean, we all think about joining a gym, right? Or or joining a walking group or something like that. But think about incorporating firearms, Well, believe it or not, this idea is not a new one. In 1785, Thomas Jefferson wrote to his 15-year-old nephew, Peter Carr, regarding what he considered the best form of exercise. He says, I advise the gun. While this gives a moderate exercise to the body, it gives boldness, enterprise, and independence to the mind. Interesting. Well, we firearms enthusiasts know the fitness benefits of the shooting sports because we experience them firsthand. Even if we aren't fully aware of why we feel so healthy after an afternoon of shooting. While hunters engage in a very physical activity by hiking and packing out in the fresh outdoor air, simply going out for an afternoon of plinking has beneficial health aspects as well. I recently wrote an article for my column in the Women's Outdoor News on this particular topic, and I decided to ask some experts for their thoughts. I was fortunate to connect with Brian Hill, who's the owner of The Complete Combatant. He's one of our guests today. And I think what Brian has to say might enlighten even the most ardent of shooters as to the benefits of body, mind, and even our spirit. Dan? Well... I guess you could look at it like when I go shooting, the truckload of ammo that I have to take, I have to carry that, right? (laughs) So that could probably mean, but wait, my stomach still isn't, uh, (laughs) maybe I need to go shooting more. Maybe you need to go shooting more, carry more 
you know, and every time we set up at a gun show, it's like, you know, no. all the packing in and packing out, you know, you'd think you'd end up like Arnold Schwarzenegger by the time you're done. But I think it's those tacos and burgers in between that. Yes, the, the guns <laughs> and the tacos at the fairgrounds is, is awesome. Uh, the guns and the tacos? Yes. Yeah, that's what I go for. <laughs> Ken and I go to the show. It's guns and tacos. Yeah, here in Arizona, we have the Crossroads of the West Gun Show, and it's almost every month. Uh, and we don't set up with uh, with all of our equipment every single month, but when we do, it is quite um, it's a it's a project. Yeah, and it's weird because it seems like every time we have a gun show, Cheryl seems to get us out of town somewhere. <laughs> and I don't know if that's an accident. Or is that on purpose or what? You know, it's just been this last year, especially. We've been everywhere. I mean, seriously, we've done more traveling in the last year. I have a theory. I've gained 15 pounds in the year of 2016. I've been on airplanes more than I've ever had in my life. So I have a theory, and it's very scientific, that airplanes make you fat at a rate of about a pound and a half a month. Take that to the bank. Right, hmm. it's the airplanes. It's not anything else. Not my eating habits. Are you thinking about <laughs> regulating fi- uh, airplanes now? Or? It could happen. It could happen. It's science. Wow. <laughs> Who are our guests? We've got a great lineup of guests today. We have in studio Scott Levin. He's a wildlife recreational branch chief of the Arizona Game and Fish Department, talking about the BLM seeking public input on target shooting management alternatives for the Sonoran Desert National Monument. And there's going to be some, uh, it's going to be a hot topic. All right. And we butcher his last name every time he's been on the show. Lavin, you did it. I did it, but I didn't do it the first time. (laughs) We're going to write it on the board. We might have to change your, we may have to change your name, Scott. (laughs) Okay. I will pronounce Scott Lavin's name correct. I will pronounce Scott Lavin's name correct. Okay. Who else? Okay. We also have Bryony Hill. Got that one right. Woo! He's the founder and head coach of the Complete Combat Combatant and Fusion <laughs> Fitness. Oh, we got the fitness thing again? Yes. Oh, come on, I'm tired already. He's the reason for the topic of our show. Mixed uh, martial arts in Marietta, Georgia. Brian has over 30 years experience in training and instructional combative firearm techniques and martial arts and recently helped us to write a blog article on fitness advantages to firearms training. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. And we have Chris Wagner. Chris Wagner, who is an Ops Lens contributor, a U.S. Army veteran, and has been with law enforcement for the last 35-plus years. We're going to ask Chris what to do when we interact with police. I think that's going to be really interesting. Yes. Um, Everyone needs to know how to do that because you never know, right? It's true. And, you know, we've got so much negative press out there right now that just makes it seem like, you know, if you wear a uniform, and a badge, you are automatically our adversary. Can I just mention the thing that happened yesterday? Yeah. Uh, or maybe the well, day before yesterday? You know what? Introduce our last guest and then and then okay. dive into that. We have uh, Adam Radigan of Mantis X Training. This system gives you an instant feedback on your target practice. Wow. And diagnoses and coaches you on areas where you need improvement. Well, that would be like 100% improvement needed for me. But anyway, that's going <laughs> to be interesting. You are better than you claim. And we also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Mm. All right. Now, okay. tell so the news you were going to. I, I, I don't know all the details, uh, but um, a gentleman was traveling down the road from, I guess, on the ten. It was near Tonopah, Arizona. Near and he saw uh, a car roll over and a highway patrol there. 
and he, he was looking and saw that the highway patrolman, the officer, was being beaten up by a person. Mm-hmm. So he ran up to the, pers- to the police officer and said, can I help you? And the guy said, yes, help me. Mm-hmm. And he commanded, he went to his car, commanded that the man stop beating on the officer, and the guy wouldn't stop. So he shot him and killed him and saved the officer's life. Absolutely. The officer was shot, I think, in the shoulder. Yes, he was. And sustained some injuries from the assault, the physical assault. But he wasn't shot by the... Not by the responsibly armed citizen. citizen, No. So he will definitely be one of our responsibly armed citizen reports once we learn a little bit more about all that transpired. Um, But I'd like to add, you know, this man was traveling on the road with his family. Mm. And he put put them out of danger, Mm -hmm. went and tried to help this officer. And I, I think that's a good thing. I try to make a point to watch when people are pulled over to not just drive by, but to look and see what's going on because you just never know. No, you don't. It could be you who could make the difference between life or death for another person. But you have to do it so carefully and so well. And this is where some training beforehand could come into play. And because, after, every, every day. Yeah. I yeah. mean, could, could this guy have trained for this exact scenario? No. But he, he needs to understand that when you're approaching an officer and, uh, you know, he may or may not need your assistance, he has no idea if you're one of the bad guys who is, you know, coming in like a, a sheep, but you're really a wolf. And so, um, you know, there are a lot of elements at play here, but it sounds like this citizen handled it so very well. I'll be very curious if we get to know more about him, because right now, from what I understand, he's not doing interviews. He's staying out of the public eye, which even that shows me that I think he may have had some some training in maybe some self-defense law and that sort of thing, because the less words you put out there for a prosecutor that may or may not end up coming into play here, whether it's a civil situation, right, or a criminal situation, the fewer words that they've got to to refashion and throw back at you, the better off you are. And so if we do get a chance to learn more about this person, um, that those are the things I'm going to be looking at is, did he just instinctively know this stuff or did he have some training? Because I feel like he had some training because we don't want to rely on our our individual instincts in these right. kinds of situations so many times we get involved in situations and we talk too much mm-hmm. and you know we're just trying and i can see it we're trying to convince people why we did what we did mm-hmm. but it is it the training says just be quiet well we've had what uh three four different uh attorneys on the show over the course of the year and uh they're all in self-defense law in some angle and I think every one of them, basically their tagline is shut up, like stop talking. Do not sit there and, and try to explain your actions. And you've got all this adrenaline going. Right. It would be easy to do. And, and if you do it, definitely don't do it in front of a TV camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, we do have an awesome show lined up for you. Stick around. Got a lot to talk about. Just on the other side of these commercials, we have Scott Lavin, said it right, go me, of the Wild He is the Wildlife Recreation Branch Chief of the Arizona Game and Fish Department. Stick around. Aftermath of 
self-defense, Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network can give you peace of mind knowing that you have the financial and legal assistance to face this new threat to your liberty, your property, and your good name. Become a member today for just $135 a year. Join Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network today. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com. Use the tracking code 15625 or Paul Lathrop. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at PottyGoldEstate.com. Back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today is fitness and firearms, and our first guest is Scott Lavin, Wildlife Recreation Branch Chief of the Arizona Game and Fish Department. Spending time outdoors in the fresh air is a big part of many people's fitness routines. And here in Arizona, where we have gorgeous weather for the majority of the year, there's those couple of months that nobody wants to go outside. Our public lands are the destination of many people who seek to enjoy the great outdoors, whether it's for hiking, off-roading, or recreational shooting. And in that vein, Scott is here to talk to us about the Bureau of Land Management seeking public input on target shooting management alternatives for an area called the Sonoran Desert National Monument. Welcome to the show, Scott. Oh, well, I just want to thank you for having me, and I'd really like to thank you for making my name a much bigger deal on radio than I ever imagined. <laughs> and it's the most simple. I mean, there's no umlauts. I mean, it's so simple, but somehow we managed to, you know, pronounce that a every possible way there is but uh anyway thank you for being so patient with us as we are figuring out how to do it so this topic this is really kind of a big and important deal and it's it's one of those things that you know it's a side burner issue i think for a lot of people because you don't know that it's important to you until you go out to an area that you used to be able to or it looks like you should be able to and then suddenly you go what I'm not allowed to be here anymore. Who, what? And and really you have to look in the mirror and say, you had an opportunity to have a say in this and you snoozed through it. 
So Scott's here to, to help us understand it better so we're not snoozing through something important. I, I appreciate the opportunity. You know, the Arizona Game Fish Department doesn't have uh, a, an official position on this, uh, but, but we really want the, the public to be aware. And I think it's the nature of most uh, hunters and shooters that, you know, we kind of like to do our own thing, um, and, and we really kind of just uh, enjoy going through life that way. But, but there are times when you really do have to be informed because these, these opportunities can, can go by very quickly. Um, what were the, uh, in reference to the, the Bureau of Land Management's um, restrictions for recreational shooting on the Sonoran Desert Monument, um, this, this goes back a, a couple of years. Um, they were uh, pushed uh, by certain organizations to, to, to close the Sonoran Desert Monument uh, to recreational shooting. Now, we're talking about a, a landmass of just under a half a million acres. Ooh. And, and it's Hello. Stra- yeah, and, and, and it's strategically located. You know, you, you, were, you were talking about fitness uh, and, and, and incorporating firearms. You know, a lot of people, uh, particularly uh, novice recreational shooters, may not have the nerve worked up to go to a public range that's very busy, a lot of, a lot of people are uh, f- firing different sorts of firearms, or they might just like to, to enjoy the rec- recreational shooting like they did when they grew up with their father or grandfather, and while they're camping, go out and shoot some tin cans or whatever that looks like. Absolutely. Um, the placement of the Sonoran Monument is, is, is in that, that, that field that we've, we've come to learn is, is somewhat of a, a strategic distance, and that's about a 35-mile radius, and that's you know, for most people in Phoenix, um, you're, if you're going to go out for a, a day excursion or, or go to a destination to recreate and come back home that night, 35 miles seems to be that magic uh, number of tolerance unless you're going on a multi-day excursion. So if this, clo- if this landmass was to be closed to recreational shooting, that's pretty much going to eliminate your recreational shooting opportunity in the greater Phoenix area to, mm. to the, the significant population center for the entire state of Arizona. Wow. And that's important because practicing and plinking, you know, that is what keeps us proficient. And if there are barriers in our way, like, oh, the range is closed, the professional range is closed, right? Or, you know, who knows what it is. Maybe it is that kind of that cultural thing where it's like, well, I'm new to this and everybody else is like, you know, they just look like little commandos and I don't, you know. So I want this this private experience with me and my my child or my, you know, my dad or whatever and um, if we've lost those, people are going to, this is a, what do they call that? A skill that, that diminishes with time. It's Very a diminishing, perishable. yeah, yes. perishable skill. And so we've got to have those opportunities to go out there. So, so can you give us like, um, and you know, we're in Arizona and we're talking about Arizona and people listen to us all over the country and even the world. But what affects one state and one area affects everybody. Right. It could be you next time, Idaho or Kentucky or, you know, pick a state. You're absolutely right. You look at the, the national, the recent National Monument designations and, and the, the same threat is, is appearing across the country. Um, you know, and so so what's happening now that has really brought this to a head is, is the, uh, the BLM was 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 encouraged uh, to and challenged to close the monument. Um, they collaborated with Arizona Game and Fish and other state partners, did some science and research, and decided that that really wasn't a need. Um, and now uh, another entity, the National Trust for Historic Preservation, is suing that decision. They're suing the, the Bureau of Land Management and the Department of Interior. Currently, they've been granted an injunction closing over 10,000 acres pending the review of, of the closure plan. Um, but they're pushing for 80% of the nearly half million acres to be permanently closed for recreational shooting. 
So um, the Bureau of Land Management is, has, uh, I think they have five different plans for a closure opportunity. And, and, you know, not all of them are bad. You know, the department, the, the Bureau is doing a lot to improve the infrastructure of this property to uh, increase its capacity to, to entertain um, the citizens of Arizona. But uh, they're, they're looking at, uh, in, in, the, in the upcoming days, having uh, public hearing meetings to hear feedback. And we really uh, are encouraging the shooting sports community um, to be active. And, you know, even if you're not directly involved in the shooting sports industry, recreational shooting and hunting in Arizona means over 9,000 jobs annually to our mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's over $148 million in, t- in state and federal taxes, and it generates over a half a billion dollars in sales annually. I think you two get a little piece of that, that, a, that a sales piece, volume. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we realized the ammo was <clears throat> our biggest seller last year at AZ Firearms. And we, we, didn't, we thought it was defensive handguns. And then we did the numbers, and it's like, so we are people's ammo stop on their way heading west to some of these public lands. So, yeah, you're right. And we have to drive about 15 miles to go shooting right now at Miller Road, and that's BLM land. Yeah. So if they outlawed that, how far would we have to drive to go shoot? 100 miles? 150 miles? Oof, duh. So, Don't say it. So, you know, be serious about this. We need, so what can we do as individual citizens? What can we do? So there, there are three public meetings uh, scheduled. Um, the first is on January 19th. It's going to be at 5 to 8 p.m. at the uh, BLM National Training Center. That's 9828 North 31st Avenue in Phoenix. Um, and then it is three days in a row. The next one's January 20th, also at 5 to 8 p.m. at the Arizona Game and Fish Headquarters on 5000 West Carefree Highway in Phoenix. And then on the 21st, it's going to be from noon till 4 p.m. at the Dorothy Powell Senior Adult Center, and that's 405 East 6th Street, Casa Grande, Arizona. Now, you don't actually have to make it to the in-person meetings. Obviously, that you know we've seen that can be very persuasive to get on a microphone and, and, and talk about how uh, valuable that, that the ability to recreate, uh, the right to recreate is for you. Um, but there's also other opportunities to be heard. Um, you can send written comments uh, to Wayne Monger on BLM's, uh, he's the uh, project manager, uh, and address them to uh, 21605 North 7th Avenue in Phoenix. Um, and all this is on the, B- the BLM website and also the respectedaccessarizona.org websites. I know I'm sending, putting out a lot of addresses and numbers on the radio, and if I was listening, I wouldn't be able to write them down. Um, well, and then, we're recorded, so you can just rewind oh. when you're listening to the recording. Well, there you go. And also, sure, <laughs> we'll put you, it on your guest you're page. Put it on the guest page, so yeah. we'll have it on there. And so, then you can also email to uh, uh, BLM underscore AZ underscore SDNM target shooting at BLM.gov. So there's a lot of opportunities. You can do it right now while you're listening. You can do it tonight, or, you know, after dinner to be heard. Question for you. So in Arizona, we have a lot of people that are winter visitors, right? They're here for just so many months of the year. They, they own, you know, a house here, or maybe they don't. What are the restrictions for people to have a say? Do you have to be a full-time Arizona resident? <laughs> Uh, can I just be a concerned citizen who lives in California and says, I don't want to see Arizona <laughs> turn out like us? Um, 
what do you what do you say about that? Have they made any um, rules about that? So that's a really good question, and and, and, and you two know my, my regular job is is uh, running recruitment programs to introduce people mm-hmm. to the hunting and shooting sports and angling. Um, my expertise is not uh, law, uh, and I hope it never is, or politics. <laughs> um, but I would I would say that considering that BLM is a federal agency, yeah, um, I would I would expect that they would be interested in the point of view of of any citizen of the United States yeah. that has an opinion of this, um, particularly, you know, that those tourists are bringing, are introducing dollars into Arizona's economy. And we've already identified how this closure could have an impact on Arizona's economy. Mm-hmm. It also has an impact on any visitors that we have that come to want to shoot. So they should be, and since it is federal, I'd agree with that. It, let's say this, it's not going to hurt for you to send your cards in. Not at all. Well, and if you really want a direct answer, maybe reach out to Wayne Monger that you just gave his, uh, phone number and, um, and uh, email address too. So, um, so what are the general parameters? You said how many acres? Uh, can you give us like some cross streets or some? You know, give us an idea because we're we were saying that we like to go shooting out at the Miller Road area. I don't think that's part of this, is it? So the um, the Sonoran Desert Monument, um, the, the designation, it's pr- primarily most of it is in Maricopa County. Some of it. Uh, the southeastern portion slips into Pima, Pima County, um, and that right now there's about five plans that that the uh, bureau is looking at. One obviously would be to not have any closure, um, and then it goes all the way to literally closing the entire monument to recreational shooting. So, um, you know, and again, that it's it you know the bureau is you know trying to do this in, in, a, in a logical manner, assessing environmental impact um, and social demand, but. You know, there are part of some of the areas that they're looking to close. I, I wouldn't say it's actually a bad idea because those are areas that they're looking to increase the infrastructure for enhanced camping. Mm. And obviously, if that's going to be a center where, where families are going to be recreating in a camping model, <laughs> you don't want shooting. Probably going. not the best fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but pr- predominantly, currently, um, the pipeline road that runs, I think it's uh, BLM Road uh, 8000, I believe. Uh, that runs across the northern edge of uh, the, uh, the the landmass is is really where most of the uh, recreational shooters traditionally have been accessing this. And one of the complaints re- recently was um, the you know recreational shooters have have created a, a little bit of a negative stigma by leaving inappropriate things out on the landscape. Uh, not only are they leaving the dunnage from their their ammunition, uh, they may be leaving old appliances and televisions that they. You know, really not the best decision to be using for, for target practice. So um, uh, Tread Lightly, which is a, a nationwide nonprofit, started their Respected Access campaign. Um, the Arizona chapter of that program has been very successful in removing literally tons mm-hmm. of inappropriate material on the landscape. So we think that that, that issue, particularly on the Sonoran Desert Monument, has, has been removed. So that is one less hurdle. Um, hopefully the, the public will continue to volunteer to support that effort and continue to um, help, you know, you know, I would expect that, that if I absently left something like a cooler or something where I was recreationally shooting near you, you would, you, you would gently remind me, hey, uh, are you going to take that home with you so that we can help each other be good stewards of the resource? Right, Absolutely. and it doesn't hurt to uh, pick up more than what you came with. Yeah. You know, because we already impact with our lead and our our bullet the end of the, the round. Mm-hmm. So anything that we can do to, to make it a little better than when we left. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to come and educate us on this very important and timely issue. And 
really, <laughs> listeners out there, do not hit the snooze button. And even if you're not in the state of Arizona and you have an interest in preserving lands for for public use, maybe send an email. Yeah, maybe take an interest and let them decide whether or not your voice is appropriate for this particular uh, topic. So tell folks again one more time real quick, maybe the, the email address or, or what's the quickest way people can. Sure. Uh, to be heard, you can, you can send your, your comments to BLM underscore AZ underscore SDNM target shooting at BLM.gov. Um, and then for, for just more of the finer details and the overall scope, you, uh, please look at uh, www.respectedaccessarizona.org. Um, if you'd like to, to get updates on the progress of this, you can go to the azgfd.gov website, sign up for our e-news blast, um, and you, as, as, as more dates are added for the public hearings, um, you can be notified of those. Fantastic. Thank you so much. John, thanks for the great job you do with uh, Game and Fish. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you guys as partners, and thanks for having me today. Absolutely. All right, well, stick around because on the other side of this commercial, we are going to talk about firearms and fitness with Brian Hill, founder and head coach of the Complete Combatant and Fusion Fitness and Mixed Martial Arts out of Marietta, Georgia. Stick Girl, around. Pass the donuts, please. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, in keeping with our theme today of fitness and firearms, 
Our next guest knows a lot about this topic and helped us to write a recent blog article on just this kind of stuff. Brian Hill is the founder and head coach of the Complete Combatant and Fusion Fitness and Mixed Martial Arts in Marietta, Georgia. Brian has over 30 years experience in training and instructional combative firearms techniques and martial arts. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, you're as clear as a bell. We get to text each other on the side in between the segments, and he said, hey, can I do a sound check? And I said, we don't have time. So (laughs) so thankfully, we're all good here. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, you're not going to make me do exercise, are you? (laughs) Maybe. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like you need it, huh? I do need it. For (laughs) sure. Both of us. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks for... Thanks for that, Cheryl. Well, I, me. Uh, I was just talking about me. Uh-huh. No. Anyway. All right. I got caught. All right. Well, thank you again so much for being here and also for helping me to uh, craft that blog article because, oh. I mean, it's like I know the benefits, but for me to articulate them the way that you did, uh, I, I just couldn't have done it. And you've lived this, uh, whether it's with firearms or other forms of self-defense, since you were 14, is that when you started martial arts? Did I read that right? Yeah, it was a wayward childhood, but that's what I needed. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, just the focusing uh, your energies in that way is such an incredible thing. And, and I think good for anybody to hear, whether they're in the firearms uh, enthusiast world or not, because we are so scattered these days, right? I mean, it's like this thing dings and that thing beeps and... You know, we're just constantly running in 10 directions at once. And so I think that, uh, you know, the martial arts probably have a lot to offer all of us. I don't think we're running, Cheryl. I think we're reaching for these items. We don't really run for anything anymore. (laughs) Which is part of the problem, right? All right. Well, everything about your business, Brian, and your training points back to the physicalities of not only self-defense, but also firearms training in general. Could you maybe give us an idea of what some of the physical benefits of firearms training are? Sure, I'd be glad to. Um, You know, one of the big things is that we have to develop a good grip and we have to develop strength in the arms in order to control the firearm. Uh, It's very important that we have a, a good connection with our core and that we know how to move our body well, so we focus on speed and agility. Uh, As you become a better shooter, whether you're doing tactical classes or you're doing competition, uh, you have to learn to move in and out of position very quickly, maybe even off the floor or the ground. Um, Your eyes learn to change from focuses uh, from the target to the front sight, which allows the muscles, the ciliary muscles in your eyes to become stronger. Um, And, you know, this is a great entrance to learning to move and do something that's active. And if you're not particularly into activity, I think it's a great place to start. And you'll realize pretty quickly that the better shape you're in, the better shooter you'll be at the end of the day. Well, you know, that is such a great point. And, you know, you don't have to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, to to engage in the shooting sports. Um, But you really shouldn't be a couch potato either because you do want a, a level of awareness and a certain ability to to use your upper body strength and all those things that you were talking about. And so I think one thing, you know, goes hand in hand with the other. What do you what do you think about that? I think it does. And you know, we're seeing a, a lot of people that are in, younger in the sport coming in in great shape 
and it makes a difference for the shooter. And I think also mentally it makes a difference. It makes you feel better, and it makes you feel like you're in control of your body. And, uh, you know, a lot of us become passengers because we don't take care of ourselves. And we talk about self-defense, but at the end of the day, we may be our own worst enemies. Um, so it's great to take care of yourself and feel very, very passionate about something. And I think firearms is a great way to get started with that. Well, I know why I can't shoot worth a darn nail. <laughs> but I, I need to work on that. Well, you know, and I was also thinking as I was listening to you talk that, you know, so, you know, we carry our firearms, those of us that are concealed carry um people <laughs> and we carry our firearms in different places around our body and so if we have like a waist holster and maybe there's a little bit of a extra bump or roll that's blocking access to that that's a reminder right that m- maybe just if you know we always say that losing weight will save your life well it could literally help save your life if you know it's the difference of being able to reach for your waist uh holster gun or not yes yeah make a big difference you know and just the mere flexibility uh if you carry on the strong side of your hip you need the flexibility in your shoulders too to make that movement smooth and equate and then you know uh you'll find it easier to conceal a firearm if you're in better shape also so so true All right. And so, you know, those of us that have engaged in the shooting sports have experienced the mental benefits as well of shooting sports. But for people who are listening, who are maybe new to the idea of shooting in general, could you expound on what those might be? You know, one of the great things about shooting is it is very mental. It's, uh, you know, you're having a small explosion go off in front of you. So the ability to focus on the task at hand and exclude everything that doesn't uh, improve your shooting is very difficult at the beginning, and a lot of new people feel a lot of anxiety, but they learn to focus the mind. Uh, Also, it's a bit of stress inoculation. Uh, We're dealing with something that is uh, dangerous and potentially harmful to us, so we have to learn to deal with the stress and how to mediate that and practice our four firearm safety rules. it is a discipline. We're all motivated to go shoot, but at the end of the day, it's the people that are well-disciplined that get up and do their practices, and they go to the range and do their dry fire. So that creates a small discipline habit, and maybe that leads back into the physical fitness, that you've learned some discipline, you've learned to go through the basic motions of what I need to do to become a better shooter, and that gives you a little more discipline in your life. And finally is patience, because you have to be patient with yourself, and you have to do the work on a daily basis in order to see that progress. And a lot of people aren't kind to themselves when they start. They want to be excellent at the beginning. But you have to learn to have a little patience and a little kindness with yourself and uh, follow through with your, your directions and learn how to be a better shooter. Well, it is like so many things. I think it's more about the journey than the destination. And if you, if you, I'm, I heard you say the word discipline about five times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I heard you say the word patience. And I think that patience is something that we probably all struggle with, again, because we're in such a, uh, an immediate uh, gratification type of society. You know, you want a burger, there's, there, you don't got to get out of the car, don't have to get out of the car to, to eat anything or to drink something that you want. Or, you know, you want some information, you've got this computer that lives in your pocket. And, you know, so... So learning to to delay that gratification of I'm excellent at this through the process of, you know, determined practice, I think that's that 
would reverberate in all areas of your life. Yeah, it's very much a Zen exercise in developing uh, the characteristics that will make you better in other things. And, you know, as they say, the bullets don't lie. So as you learn to shoot, uh, your patience shows through. And I think that's uh, it, it's a great uh, physical manifestation of mental uh, characteristics and discipline, as we like to say in my gym, is freedom. Um, if you're a disciplined person, you'll become better at things and be able to do more things in your life because you have a little bit more freedom. Wow, I love that. Well, how do people start? I mean, what are some of the basics we can do? Suppose we can't make it to the range every day, but we want to begin incorporating some of the benefits of fitness and firearms. What would you suggest? Uh, one of the greatest things to do is incorporate either your dry fire or a CERT pistol, uh, the indicating shot pistol that has the little laser, and you can schedule a little workout program, whatever your favorite types of workout is, whether it's strength or it's endurance-style workout, and while your heart rate is high, do your dry fire also. Um, this has the added benefits that you learn to manage a little bit of fatigue, and as we get tired, we're not as good as shooters as when we're fresh. And you'll find uh, tremendous benefits as you go along. Um, you know, just basic physical um, activities like body weight exercises, you know, squats, push-ups, sit-ups, running some sprints, and then doing some dry fires in a safe environment right after that will really have large benefits for uh, the average shooter because most people don't feel that at the range. You know, it's a very uh, clean, pristine environment where we just basically pick up the pistol and shoot, being able to run around and get some exercise at the same time and then manage that heart rate while you're shooting will have great benefits for you. I love that. And, you know, I often think about, because out here in Arizona, we have a huge community, multiple communities of retirement age people. And, you know, so many of them, when they come into the gun shop uh, to to get a, a firearm, we become very aware of, well, they've they've kind of lost some hand strength or some upper body strength or, you know, you know, even the process of bending and stretching to pick up, you know, your casings when you're done, that sort of thing, um, that many people have told us that they have improved their flexibility and their strength by going out to, to do some target shooting. Yeah, having an activity that gets you moving is really the first big step. Uh, for most people, you know, just getting off the couch and finding something that you feel passionate about, that you love, and that you want to do on a daily basis that brings enjoyment to you will open these doorways to maybe, hey, I'm going to do a little bit more fitness work, or, you know, maybe I want to start a martial arts class, or maybe I'm just going to go to the yoga class and learn how to move a little bit better. Fantastic. Well, we've got a break for commercial. Can you stick around with us? I'd be glad to. Fantastic, because I want to dive a little bit more, not only just into the fitness and firearms, but an organization that you are on the board of called Rachel's Rest. So this is some good work that you guys are doing over there in Georgia. So stick around. we got a lot more coming up with Mr. Brian Hill. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. 
Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today is fitness and firearms, and we are talking to someone who knows quite a bit about that. Uh, this is Brian Hill that we've, we've had on with us. Are you still with us, Brian? I am here. Thank you for hanging in there through the commercial. Now, Brian is the uh, founder and head coach of the Complete Combatant and Fusion Fitness and Mixed Martial Arts in Marietta, Georgia. And... You know, we were talking before the break about all the health benefits, uh, both mentally and physically, of the shooting sports. And this really does tie in with a great organization that you are on the board of. It's called Rachel's Rest. Would you tell us about that organization and how the work they do relates to today's topic? Yeah, this is really near and dear to my heart. Um, You know, I think as people who engage in self-defense, we oftentimes think about how to stop the bad guy, but we don't think about the mess that they leave behind. And uh, Rachel's Rest is a group that focuses on the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of survivors. And they offer counseling and restorative events and retreats that allow people to work through this because not only will this harm the victims, but it'll harm their families and, and people that have been abused or hurt and act as violence. This can go on for generations. So uh, we're really proud as as uh, uh, fighters and as warriors that we can do something to help uh, our community and help people that need some basic help with some traumatic events. And uh, I'm very proud of this organization, organization, and they do a great job. That is, you know, amazing. That it's amazing the work that that is being done there. But it's equally amazing to me that that is so out of our minds to think that. Um, you know, in the movies, I think is how we all view life. You know, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, good guy kills bad guy or, or does away with him in some way. Everybody just goes back about their life, right? Yeah. That yeah. is just not the case at all. And, you know, we do a, a report here every week called the Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. 
And, you know, we've had such a great opportunity to meet some some people that have been um, the victims of crime, and they call themselves survivors of crime. Kimberly Corbin, uh, she's been doing a lot with the NRA recently, and Christy McMains, um, who was getting off an elevator last year, and a man followed her to her car, and had she not been armed, um, he would have very definitely murdered her. And, you know, she's a survivor. She's great, but she's had to do a lot of hard work in the process of just reclaiming normalcy. And here you guys have a whole organization called Rachel's Rest that you deal with these um, uh, issues that people have experienced and and how to help them get back to whatever is normal, right? Yeah. It's amazing how little help sometimes there is for people that survive these events. And, you know, we found that if they get value in themselves and they begin to believe in themselves, that they can really change their surroundings and uh, things that may happen to them and how they view the world. And what our job is really is hope that someday even they can become a protector um, and teach other people how to deal with these issues. So it's uh, something that I think it, it, we spend a lot of time on training, but it's also we have to think about all the, the people that need our help, too, at the same time. Now, this is a 501c3, so it's a yeah. nonprofit, and, and so you guys rely on funding from, I guess, people just donating. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, we do a lot of fundraisers. We like to do a lot of donations, and uh, my gym is one of the big donators to it, and uh, my wife is on the board of directors. She does a tremendous job bringing awareness and raising money for this organization. And tell us how people could learn more about Rachel's Rest or reach out and and help in some way. Yeah, we've got a great website, but it's got kind of a tricky spelling. It's R-A-C-H-E-A-L-R-E-S-T dot org. That's rachelsrest.org. And there's lots of ways that you can get involved there. Um, Feel free to contact anybody on the website, and they'll give you some great ideas. But, um, you know, we take donations, and we do fundraisers, and we have online auctions and things like that to help people. That's awesome. I love that. And so when you were helping me to write the blog article about fitness and firearms and we touched on, you know, how helping people get through this this trauma that they've experienced in their life, tying it in with firearms uh, disciplines, those seem like how do you fit those two pieces, puzzle pieces together? But what you said makes a lot of sense. Um, you said that... Uh, Having mental discipline while shoot, of shooting will teach you how to focus and how to quiet the mind so that only necessary information is being processed. And even having that small explosion of discharging a firearm directly in front of you while managing your trigger and alignment of the front sights is a great way to develop concentration. I mean, I don't think anybody would have normally thought of that, but I, I love that you are finding these kinds of opportunities uh, to help teach these th- that those quietings and those disciplines? You know, a lot of times when you're in a chaotic environment, whether it's shooting or fighting, uh, it's strange. You find a peaceful area to uh, discipline yourself and allow yourself to relax. And since it's a very small event, it gives you some, some direct control and some management, and it allows you to focus in on what's important. And uh, it's almost paradoxical in nature that uh, one would go with the other, 
But, um, you know, a lot of times people that have been in these events, um, the chaos is what they have to learn to deal with. And uh, shooting is a bit of a chaotic event. And it's uh, it's time necessary to really focus in. So I've, I've found that it, it helps a lot of people. And in my, my business, I find a lot of people that come in that have gone through um, – horrible things in their life, and it gives us a chance to interact and talk about these philosophies. So uh, we get to be trainers and also counselors at the same time. So true. Now, let's talk about your business a little bit, because, you know, whether or not you're teaching firearms training, you know, sometimes we are put in situations and areas where we can't have our firearms, right? They call them gun-free zones, <laughs> and sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not actually free of, of guns. Um, but what are some things that you teach that, you know, maybe we could use in those those areas where we aren't allowed to have our firearms readily with us? You know, some of the things that we really focus on is first uh, the ability to avoid situations and recognize potential danger. Uh, recognize the habits and the mindsets of potential predators or active killers. Um, also, we teach verbal skills, how people can interact and use verbal skills to set up their self-defense. We teach a lot of non-lethal means of self-defense, whether that's basic martial arts techniques or using pepper gas or even a flashlight, which is one of my favorite self-defense school techniques that uh, allow people to have some different ideas of how to work against it and uh, deal with different threats in their environment. That is fantastic. And tell folks how they can learn more about your business and, and your studio there. Yeah, it's really easy. We're thecompletecombatant.com, and we are on everything. We have Facebook, and we have uh, YouTube accounts, and uh, you can see our videos and see how our class works. And uh, uh, it's a really well. My my wife Shelley does all the work on it. She does a fantastic job. It's probably one of the best websites ever out there for getting information. So, she really is. She helped uh, me connect with you and and get our blog uh, pieces organized. She really is fantastic. And I think I get a chance to meet you both in person at the Shot Show uh, next week. So I am definitely going to be looking forward to that. As are we. So how do people? Just one more time before we have to run follow all the work you do. Do you ever bring classes to other people or are you strictly there in Georgia? No, we do some traveling too. So um, we've got a couple events scheduled this year. Most of it is in Georgia, but we do go on the road and um, we have a training events page that shows all the places that we're going to be moving out to. So hopefully that'll be a bigger part of our, our, our movement next year. Well, I think that's awesome because, you know, we've talked to a couple of people on the air that, you know, these are, they're great team building things, right? If you have like your whole corporate team come together and learn some some skills together, not only are you, you know, building your team tighter, but you're making your your workspace a safer place, a more disciplined place, a more focused place. Am I right about that? That is correct, you know, and, and sharing maybe something that's a little adverse in its training uh, generates confidence, and it does generate respect, and you learn how to work together, and that's one of the best things that we can hand off to people. Absolutely. Well, Brian, thank you again so much for taking all the time to help me with the blog. Again, that can be found on the Women's Outdoor News uh, website, and soon I'll be posting it on Brian's page as well because we have a guest page for every 
one of our guests that's ever been on and also on the Gun Freedom Radio blog site. And I just, I can't help but believe that uh, this is going to help people far and beyond. You know, it almost, when I first started writing it, I thought, well, you know, of course, everybody understands, you know, you're you're carrying a heavy thing, your, your ammo, and you're going to bend and stretch or whatever. But we, by talking to you, Brian, we've taken it into the realm of, you know, mental preparedness and focus and even a spiritual realm of, of sorts of the calming uh, focused, disciplined nature, and it it would have never been the article that it that it was without your help, and I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thanks for all you do for our community too. Well, thank you, sir. All right, well, we will be seeing you in uh, Viva Las Vegas fairly yeah. soon. <laughs> Travel <laughs> oh, safe. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, well, stick around because we still have our number two of Gun Freedom Radio. And our first guest coming up is Chris Wagner. He's an Ops Lens contributor and a U.S. Army veteran, and he's been with law enforcement for the last 35 years. He's going to help us better understand how do we interact with law enforcement. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 